From ethical consumption to experiential retail, social commerce and more, five exciting writers respond to the question, what works on the high street? Read by actress Judy Leonard. Brown Bread by Gemma Murray. As you walk down the aisles and Miss Hannah sneezes, she greets you cheerily and laughs as she wheezes. She was 16 when she started here, and now her hair's like a cloud. But here she still is, each day just as proud. Her smile's still as glittering and laugh still as loud. And her wrinkled hands shake, but her young heart still gleams. She's as glad to be here as she was in her teens. But the white bread of shops, owned by suits and ties, are waiting for little shops to lay down and die. Miss Hannah is unnoticed. Punters come and spend, but her beloved shop will miss her in the end. Miss Hannah won't make the papers like a big brand will, but her children are grateful for her strong will. That will that has fed them since they were born, that job that has kept them safe and warm, strength just goes so unnoticed, apart from the ones who Miss Hannah has closest. That cough was the noise of her feeding her babies, her tissue showed her determination. A roof over their heads, the motivation. That shop was her life. Her children's too. That's why she toiled despite the flu. But white bread aren't too fussed. They'll replace the shelves with their own brand stuff. Our shop is brown bread, whole grain, working away with all heart and no fame. Replaced with self-service, money and power. Big brands and steady hands owned by kings in their tower. Miss Hannah and her shop won't be crowned or famed. But her family will remember the lives it sustained. Written by Gemma Murray. Gemma is a playwright and screenwriter with a postgraduate diploma in script writing and a number of years of professional writing experience. Margot's by Tamsin Lynn Margaret Pinder. I worked three days at Margot's, just up the hills on the Mumbles Road. It was a tiny little space, housing a range of artisan breads and a cornucopia of meats and cheeses. Customers slow nearing winter, as there were no holidaymakers on the day trips to nearby Limeslade or Swansea Bay, stopping off to pick up picnic supplies. And many a day I stared out of the window at the pelting, rainy bleakness as people hurried into parked cars, shielding their heads from rain with soggy broadsheet newspapers. Margot said I could listen to whatever I wanted in the shop. That was until she came in one Tuesday morning I was, as I was midway through Wagner's ring cycle. And then the next afternoon, when I happened to be engrossed in a Radio 4 feature on manic depression, she said, my choice of entertainment would put off the customers and that they'd come out feeling suicidal. And that wasn't really the mood we wanted to create. She put on Radio 1. It was lifted by the Lighthouse family. She hummed along and then said we should always have Radio 1 playing in the shop. Much better, cheerier. She asked me to make a plate of testers for the rosemary crackers and to slice some of the Hereford hop. 
Don't forget to weigh the scraps, she said as she rushed out to a party. A German family, father and son, were regular customers. The little blonde boy of about eight or nine was the sweetest thing. They always bought ten slices of beer first and one hundred grams of Jarlsberg cheese. The father would ask me how my day had been and we'd speak about the weather. He smiled a lot and had laughter lines around his eyes and a gap where a tooth had once been. Margot was unhappy. I've been seen reading. She said, if people see you reading in the shop, well, that'll put off the customers. And I replied, I never read when there are customers. Through the window, she explained, you were spotted. I, indignant at the suggestion, was sure I'd not been reading because that week I'd been working on filling a notebook with sketches of passers-by and West Highland White Terriers. Margot was not to be amused. We really feel, I'm afraid to say, this just isn't working out. And then she left to go to another party. Friday, my last day. No customers all morning, not one. And then the bell rang and a beautiful woman entered. She was in fact so lovely, it was as if she'd sucked out of all the atmosphere just by existing in that place. I couldn't breathe as I stood frozen by the meat slicer at the counter and she floated across towards me, her hazel eyes flooding. She stopped. She looked directly into me, asking, my boyfriend of nine years has left me for another woman. How could he? And I, speechless, shifted un uncomfortably and then stumblingly uttered, I don't know. Oh, later on that day, the German father and son returned for their usual beerwurst and Jarlsberg. The father spoke to me about the unseasonably wet weather and drew a credit card from his wallet with which to pay. He also took out a note, scrawled in blue biro. On it was his name, Stefan, and his phone number, and a love heart. Tasman Lynn Margaret Pinder is a London-based playwright, director, and academic. How to lose a first job. Losing my job was horrible. The way I found out was awful. My manager called me in floods of tears. She said she'd just opened a box of posters and they all had closing down sale on it. There was no way to find out. But that was one of the worst. It was emotional. Some people have been working there since they left school. I walked past the shop every day for four years. The location is still empty. They were going to put in a gym, but it didn't happen. There's nowhere to get nice bedding or towels. It's either pound shops or charity shops. And after it closed, I went down the pub and got drunk. My locals now are Weatherspoons by David Keenan. All those drunken nights, those boozy afternoons, it breaks my heart to say my locals now are weather spoons. 
It was there with me through all the lows, all the highs, and now sold off to a soulless pub franchise. So many memories that will forever be with me. Like in the men's bathroom where I lost my virginity. Or in the smoking area where a man sold me weed. And then I realised it was asparagus from the smell when I peed. My landlord was Gary, as nice as could be. Still hadn't broken my voice yet, but accepted my ID. Those summers watching the sports where football was coming home. Still hasn't made it back yet. Went to but went to Berlin, Paris and Rome. When we left school, we went on our separate ways. But we catch up at this pub every Christmas Eve, always. But things always change and nothing lasts forever. But this pub was something I could retreat to whenever. So farewell, my local pub, I bid you adieu. It breaks my heart to say my locals now are Weatherspoons. David is an Irish comedy writer based in London. His short play, Who'd Want to Be a Royal, featured at the Broccoli Jack Theatre. And his short film, Ghost Story, was shown at the Candid Arts Trust in Angel. He's had credit writings for BBC Radio 4 Extra's News Jack and News Review at the Canal Café Theatre. A new kind of York, verbatim script. Being a big student city, the art shop was the place to go. It was very social. My room was full of their frames. When I walked through their doors for the last time, I was in tears because it would, I would bring in the drawings I had done on holidays and staff would talk to me about where I'd been on my travels and how the colours would fit in with their frames. And there was always time to talk and get a good service. And staff there were friendly. you get widows coming in and chatting to the team. Just to get out and have a conversation. They knew they'd always get a welcome. When I go back home, it's devastating to see how those high streets have been affected. It was a community. And now you don't have the variety because empty retail units have been filled by... Tea shops. Finding Oneself by Martha Patterson. Dawn. A transgender woman. She has a deep voice but has breasts and is dressed in a flowered outfit with a hat. You work here in this woman's lunch centre. You've probably seen lots of people like me. We've all seen better days. We all know the value of shopping at vintage goodies. Thrift is great. I mean, just look at this hat. Bought for 50p there. But today I've applied to work here, like you. I'd be a perfect employee. Oh, I'd love a job at the women's lunch centre to pay for the next step. Surgery. Oh, this hat reminds me of the beach. On my dress. I love that it's flowered and it only costs two pounds. Remember to shop local and shop thrift. Oh and then there's this brooch I'm wearing. I mean, a friend gave it to me. Didn't even have to buy it. Oh I, I used to have a wife, kids, house with a picket fence. Oh it's beautiful. The whole nine yards. I couldn't stand being a man anymore. 
white breasts with the whole female kit and caboodle. I was a man, I wasn't tall. Well, that's everything. And then when I was 20, I met Marie. Married her. Oh, she seemed to get me. Very feminine herself and didn't mind that I liked to use her perfume. And once I put on her nylons and high heel shoes. And she got a kick out of it. She wasn't hung up on rolls. And the kids, they tolerated me. But even Marie got tired of me after 12 years. We drifted apart. She got involved in local politics and she fell in love with another woman. <laughs> My luck, of course. I was ready for the change anyway. Wanted to live as a woman myself. I can't get enough of shopping. It's got to be local. It's got to be cheap. It isn't that men ain't great. It's just that women are better. <laughs> oh, well, I've got to get home now and tend to me sick cat. You take care now and have a beautiful day. Exits and lights go down. Martha Patterson is a playwright, essayist, poet and fiction author. Her plays have been produced in 19 states and eight countries. Her writing has been published by Applause Theatre and Cinema Books, Pioneer Drama Service, The Sheep's Head Review, The Afro-Hispanic Review, Silver Birch Press, The Pointed Circle Journal and others. She has two degrees in theatre from Mount Holyoke College and Emerson College. She lives in Boston. The logo on the polos got to go, verbatim script. As soon as people decided against wearing logos and huge words all over their clothes, the company was in trouble. I went into the shop and couldn't see the clothes I usually buy. At one time, they had loads of classic styles, but they just stopped doing them. Now, there's no alternative and no plan B. I only like polo shirts and the ones with the high necks. They branched out into styles that never suited the brand. Now don't forget, this business started as a market stall. And I'm not surprised they were struggling. And the products were overpriced. But really, I blame the young staff on their mobile phones. They're not interested. Plus, I used to be able to fit into a 12. Now I can't get into a 14 or 16. <laughs> their size is all wrong. A big thank you to all of our brilliant writers and to actress Judy Leonard, who adds this credit to her biography of over 50 performance roles to date. Now, this week, the Great British High Street Award winners were announced in Edinburgh. Now, this podcast celebrates all of the champions of the High Street, but in particular, these winners, Belper, Preswick and Newtonards, all picked up awards, with Triorki taking the crown. So, if you do like where you live, remember, shop small.